I was very struck by the last few lines of the poem where um, you say, strange it was that as my eyes from book to image passed, dwelling an instant on that calm, pure face, there, with the frail, cold blossoms in my hands, the words that man spoke at my door should ring through my stilled heart again and yet again, like music, in the woods are many more. I was very struck by how you're holding these frail, cold blossoms, which is, they're kind of dead now, aren't they? They've been picked. They're still bright, but they're dying. And then it's very striking, the comparison between that and the Buddha's face, the calm, pure face, as if there's impermanence, and then there's the Buddha's teaching, which is more eternal. Yes. Mm. And of course, uh, the sort of orchids that I brought were very big ones. The petals are sort of waxen, as it were. Yeah. Hmm? And very smooth. I remember big yellow ones and big white ones. It's a very exotic life, isn't it? Very different from Britain. Well, it seems very different and very exotic. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. For Canning Pong was a very remarkable place. Because there were Nepalese living there, Lepchas living there. There were Tibetans, of course, there were Tibetan lamas. Nepalese of all sorts of tribes, and there were some educated people, that is to say English-speaking people, and missionaries. Most people were, well, sort of mixed of Hindu and Buddhist. So yes, it was a very exotic sort of place. Did you ever miss it when you came back to England? Hmm. I can't say that I really missed it, in the sense of really longing to be back or anything like that. It was a stage in my life. Of course, it was a 14-year long stage, and it was quite important. But after I settled back in England, I had things to do. There was no time for nostalgia or looking back. But I'm very glad that I did have those 14 years in Kanimpong, seven of them in my own VR. And I have very positive uh, memories of my teachers there, my friends, my students. Yes. What is a vihara? Well, the word literally means uh, abode, somewhere where you stay. Hmm? And of course, the term goes back to the Pali scriptures. In the Buddha's day, the viharas, the dwellings, as it's sometimes translated, were made of branches and maybe palm leaves and so on. But even in the Pali scriptures, there's mention of what seem to have been quite elaborate structures. Well, that must have been a later development. And of course, eventually you got the huge, as it were, monastic universities, which were not just viharas, but sangharamas, yes. 